What specifically would you do that you aren't currently able to because your health condition is holding you back? Welcome to Balance Health Now podcast. I'm your certified functional nutrition health coach and your host, Sydney Torres. My passion is helping women balance their hormones naturally and improve gut function. Being a health detective, finding the underlining root causes. My other passion is speaking to other health and wellness warriors who share the same vision, wellness for all. We chat all things A to Z on holistic health and wellness, providing holistic and science-based solutions to help you reclaim your health so you can live, feel, and transform into the best version of you. If you don't have your health, then what do you have? I release new episodes every Wednesday. Hope to see you inside. This podcast is meant for educational purposes only. The content should not be used to diagnose, treat, cure any medical or psychological disorder. Hello and welcome to Balance Health Now podcast. Today, my special guest is Maya Miller. Hi, how are you? Hello, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I just want to say thank you for just um, hanging out today. And we're going to have like a really good conversation. We are going to be talking about the top four health trends for 2023. And I just want to say um, when it comes to trends, I just want everybody to know you don't have to jump on the bandwagon. It comes down to bio individuality and just getting away from that cookie cutter approach. But before we dive into the good stuff, I just want to introduce who you are, what you do. Uh, Maya is a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, and you help people just feel better by running various um, lab tests, and you really get to the root cause of their issues. So uh, with that being said, just share a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Super excited to be here. And I always just let people know that I'm a health detective. I think that there are a lot of problems with um, kind of the Western allopathic medical model. Um, you know, if that medical model was doing really well for us as a society, we wouldn't have the health statistics that we that we do in this country. And so um I work with a lot of um, women and men, but most, I would say mostly women. Um, I would consider them high achievers. They have been burning the candle at both ends. Um, they've been turning themselves inside out for everybody in their lives, um, except for themselves. So maybe it's work, maybe it's family, nonprofit. And um, in the past, they were able to kind of run real hard, real fast for a while. And now they're experiencing a whole slew of symptoms. So some of this may sound familiar to some of your, your listeners. Um, there's anxiety, there's depression, there's digestion issues, either constipation or diarrhea. Um, there is a lot of skin issues, um, energy issues. They can barely get through the day or they can barely get to Friday. And once Friday comes, they need Saturday, Sunday to kind of recover so they can do the whole thing all over again on Monday. Um, so they're experiencing a lot of these symptoms and um, 
they haven't been able to find any relief and now they're kind of looking for, they're looking for help. So, um, so I am a, as you mentioned, a, um, a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. That's just a fancy way of saying that, you know, I run clinical labs to figure out, um, the root cause of people's symptoms. Um, often these symptoms have been ignored by their medical doctors. Um, and then I use, kind of the intersection of how they're feeling and what the labs are telling me to create tailored protocols to reverse those symptoms so that they can live the big lives that they that they've built. Yeah, uh thank you. Uh that is I mean, I think functional medicine is such powerful work and I'm glad that you're just able to help people get to the root cause of their health issues. So let's dive into it. Um, I'm eager to hear the top four trends, health trends for 2023. So what would number one be? You know, and I think that there's, um, there's, a, I mean, health and wellness is such a broad topic, right? So there could probably be 30 trends that, you know, happen in 2023. I'm going to focus on the ones that I think are the, are the most powerful and the ones where I feel like as a society or as even as individuals within an, an overarching society where we're going to get the most bang for our buck. And um, I'm going to say that the, the, the first trend that we're going to see is a rise in kind of certified health coaching. Um, and so I'll just tell, you know, use, use a, a little stat, um, you know, in, in my practice, um, you know, I am not a doctor, I do not diagnose or treat diseases specifically, um, but I do treat um, people generally or holistically. Um, and when you do that, it turns out you don't really need to diagnose things specifically because people end up feeling better. But on average, um, what, um, my clients have seen um, 12 doctors, like medical doctors, medical professionals, MDs, um, before they get to me. And the model is just, it's broken. Um, maybe for acute care, like acute trauma, I'm having a heart attack or, you know, I, I broke a leg or, you know, I'm having a bout of appendicitis. I think the U.S. medical model is awesome. Um, but when it comes to um, lifestyle diseases, which are plaguing the U.S. population, um, doctors um, just are not great at um, reversing those. And so I really believe that there's going to be this rise in certified health coaches, um, you know, over the next, I hope, you know, over the next, not just 2023, but, um, but, but over the next five to 10 years. Yeah. And that's, that's just exciting to hear because I come from, I used to work on a hospital as um, a nursing assistant and time after time, just you would see the same patients coming in. And I was just witness to doctors, just not even re really listening to the patient's stories. And they didn't want to get to the root cause. It was just like, okay, what are your symptoms? Okay, I'm going to diagnose this. And they just threw pills at it. And that was, um, I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all because I knew there was a better way. And that was just kind of putting that temporary band-aid on the problem. So that's, you know, one of the reasons I decided to leave, you know, um, working in a hospital and became a certified health coach. 
So, um, you know, you, you really hit the nail on the head and I don't want this to be like a bashing session on doctors or nurses or anything like that. That's definitely not the point. The reality is, is there's a system that these, these professionals are working within and they don't, they, you know, it's not just that they, you know, they hate their patients and don't want to help them. They are, their hands are tied oftentimes. Um, you know, I have a client that um, I just finished working with. And um, one of the things that I asked her to do was some um, um, continuous blood sugar monitoring. Um, She is essentially pre-diabetic. If you look at any of her blood chemistry, her blood work, um, and her doctor agreed. And through insurance, you know, I think it's like, whatever your copay is, it's very inexpensive to get one of those continuous blood sugar monitors. Um, It's like, it's like a little white um, disc that's installed on the back of your arm. And for a two week chunk of time, it tracks all of your food um, um, or not all of your food, the blood, your blood sugar as a result of eating food. And I ended up sending her one of mine, you know, I have a bunch, my insurance is great. And I, you know, everything's covered through my insurance because her insurance wouldn't do that. They would rather, they would rather wait until she became full-blown diabetic and, you know, and, and then kind of work, work on insulin and, you know, some of these other drugs to kind of reduce A1C and, and kind of help manage, um, you know, insulin resistance and to me, that just seems so backwards, right? It's like the doctor, the doctor agreed, the doctors, you know, wants to, wants her to work with, you know, with me on this. And then the insurance company is like, nope, we're not, we're not doing that. And so I think that there, there's a system that, that, you know, that folks um, are, 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 are kind of stuck in both, both on the provider side and the patient side. Um, and, you know, there's pros and cons to working with a certified health coach as well, which is, you know, I don't take insurance, people have to pay out of pocket. um, And it's not cheap to work with me, right? Like I set my own rates. um, But I have like 100% success rate. So, you know, at the end of the day, I think that um, certified, you know, health coaching um, is important. And, um, and as long as you kind of have, um, the right certifications and a really good understanding of the body, I think that, um, that this is going to be a really powerful trend for, you know, 2023 and, and beyond. And a lot of practitioners, you know, nurses, doctors are either moving over to like health coaching, functional health coaching or functional medicine. Um, I was just on a podcast last week with a former ER doctor who's now um, out of Austin or out of uh, Atlanta, and she's a functional medical doctor now. So I feel like um, when it comes to, you know, when it comes to kind of approaching things more in a functional, um, a functional perspective, like that's definitely happening all, all over the place. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing like a lot of people really wanting to approach their health in a holistic way. I think a lot of people are just fed up with the, uh, with the allopathic model of healthcare. So it's just really, really good to see people wanting to take that natural approach, you know, like really implementing, um, lifestyle changes because it's all like a a big chunk of health I think it's just lifestyle changes you know like the sleep the exercise the movement cleaning up your diet if you just were to do those few things 
the needle would start to point in the right direction. And the reality is, is, you know, 90 to 95% of all diseases are lifestyle diseases. Only about five to 10% of all diseases are technically kind of, you know, genetic. You have to have a genetic predisposition. And even if you happen to have, as Dr. Ben Lynch um, calls dirty genes, um, it's your environment and your lifestyle and your choices that actually flip those genes off and on kind of of like a, like a light switch. And so just because you have a genetic predisposition for autoimmune disease, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's, you know, that's not a crystal ball. You're not guaranteed to get an autoimmune disease. It's often things that are environmental, like leaky gut, um, stress, trauma that turn that flip those genes, you know, flip those genes off and on. Um, and so, you know, I think it's important to understand, as you said, you know, a lot of the, these are lifestyle diseases, which means that they're going to have lifestyle solutions. And right now in the U.S., we spend about 2.8 trillion, that's trillion with a T, dollars annually to manage the healthcare crisis in this country. It's simply not sustainable, right? Like we're going, we're not going to be able to do that. And so that kind of leads me to, um, you know, to my second trend, which is, um, you know, preventative, preventative medicine, um, as opposed to, um, you know, uh, reactionary medicine, like once somebody is clinically diagnosed with diabetes, that, that path is very different than preventing the diabetes from happening um, to begin with. So that's kind of you kind of hit that on the, you know, kind of, this was a natural lead into that second, to the second trend, which is, you know, preventative medicine. And the reality is, is our current medical, you know, providers, doctors, nurses, nurse practitioners aren't actually set up um, to be able to coach people in that way. Um, it takes a very different skill set to be able to treat a clinical, you know, something that's been clinically diagnosed, oftentimes with just medicine, right? Um, versus um, working with somebody on, you know, um, I, I use this little acronym, it's called uh, my little black dress. So my, everybody needs a little black dress, right? To like, when they want to like feel good, um, that you put it on, you know, you know, it's immediately going to like work and you can like walk out the door. And so the acronym, my dress is, um, kind of what I use, um, for, um, in my coaching practice. So the, my stands for my identity. Um, you can only do what you are. If you do not have the identity of a healthy person, you're not going to be able to act like a healthy person long-term. So at the foundation of my practice is identity work. How do you consciously and subconsciously identify, you know, um, who are you being? Are you being consistent, persistent, loving, kind? So that in and of itself, doctors aren't working on that kind of stuff, Right. So that's the very first thing, D, delicious food. There are mechanics around eating healthy, delicious food that a doctor is not like, okay, um, how much food should I be eating? Well, the quality of food, um, you know, uh, uh, how do you food prep, right? There's a lot of mechanics around how do I fuel my body? Um, rest. So, you know, sleep hygiene, um, E stands for energy, 
how do I charge up and how do I expend that energy? So, um, you know, what type of workouts are appropriate for me? You know, should I be doing HIIT training or should I be doing, you know, just a, a basic walk? Um, and there's different things for different people. Um, the first S is stress reduction and then also smart supplementation because I believe it's impossible to be micronutrient deficient if with our current food system in the United States. So, you know, those five things, right? Identity work, delicious food, rest, energy, stress reduction, and smart supplementation. Sorry, I think that's six things. You know, doctors don't have systems for these kinds of things. It's one thing to tell somebody to be gluten-free or to remove, um, you know, uh, processed foods from your diet. It's another thing to have the skills to be able to coach somebody who's been eating a certain way for 20, 30 years to, you know, right the ship. So, um, so yeah, so that's kind of, I feel like that's, but it's, it's really important, um, it's really important to kind of use kind of those pillars of preventative medicine, right? Those are the things that we need to do in order to not become sick, um, which kind of ties in with trend number one, which is why it's important in there, why there's going to be a rise in kind of these certified health coaches, because it's a completely different focus than oh, I've been diagnosed with cardiovascular disease, you know, very different skill set. Right. And I'm, I'm so glad that, you know, Maya, that we're having this conversation today because there's so many people out there going through their own personal health challenges and they don't know where to start. They're, they're feeling overwhelmed. They're losing hope. And by us having this conversation and talking about prevention and talking about health coaches, it's a great starting place, you know, just to just to be able to say, hey, you know what? I never knew health coaches existed. But now you know that health coaches exist. We have that certain skill set, just like you said, with the acronym of my little black dress, you know, just trying, just taking those pillars and explaining it and having the people just implement one tiny change at a time. Yeah. And, you know, not all doctors are created equally and not all health coaches are created equally. And I think that, um, you know, if I would give some of your listeners some advice on the types of coaches that, um, you know, that you would work with, um, anybody that's using cookie cutter programs like you're a female, so you, this is how many macros you should be eating, or um, based off of your weight, this is how many macros you should be eating. You should um, stick to this calorie plan. If it isn't tailored, if it isn't individualized for you, then you should run in the opposite direction. Um, if your workouts aren't tailored based off of, for example, where you're at with your adrenal stress level, if you have, if you um, there are three different um, adrenal kind of stress levels. You're either stressed, tired, or wired, or completely crashed. And based on where you're at in one of those three levels, you're going to have a completely different workout plan. Um, and so if you're working with a trainer or a fitness coach, that's like, you need to do three hit workouts, you know, a week or five hit workouts a week, you should turn and, you know, and, and, and run the other, run the other way. It's really important that you have the right kind of coach. 
Um, and anybody that makes you try to change everything all at once, that's just not going to be, um, that's not going to be successful when I were like my clients that paid thousands of dollars to work with me for the first four weeks, I change one thing, one behavior per week. And those four things that I do with my clients over the course of four weeks take less than four hours total. So over the course of a month, I'm going to change four things and it'll like week one is a 15 minute breakfast hack. You give me 15 minutes and I give you, so we need to find ease and flow in how we approach our health and wellness because humans are hardwired to do two things. One is to seek pleasure and the other is to avoid pain. So if working with me is painful right? And I'm having you do a 12 hour meal prep, an hour of moving your body every single day. I pull caffeine and like all of these things, like all of your favorite things that you get, like lots of pleasure from all in the first week, you're going to be like pound sand lady. Like there's no, there's no incentive for you to be able to stick to that long-term. So, you know, yes, we need health coaches. Yes. We need them to kind of focus on on kind of these preventative measures, but not all these coaches are created equally. So you've got to like, look out for red flags. It's kind of like when you're dating, right? Like exactly. You got to look out for red flags. Yeah. I'm all about, you know, just being that bio individual. Um, and not one thing works for everybody. That's why you have to take like the thorough health history and get to know your client and just, find what works best for that individual, because I'm telling you, it's so true. If you try to change everything at once, you're not going to have any sort of transformation. And at the end of the day, health is about transforming into the better. Yeah. And I swear that we did not like collaborate on my, my four health trends, but my third health trend is (laughs) bio-individuality. Your listeners are going to be like, these ladies like compare notes, but, um, (laughs) but it's, it's so important. I mean, bio-individuality is, I think the most important, like one of the most important things, um, because, um, your metabolism is as unique as your fingerprints, right? And nobody else out there is going to have the same set of circumstances that led to like, that leads to like how you're feeling in your body today. There's um, a pretty cool author. Her name is Carolyn Miss, and she wrote a book called um, Anatomy of the Spirit. And she says that your biography, all of the decisions that you've made in the past lead um, lead up to your biology, um, which is like how you are um, expressing at a cellular level. And, um, and so, you know, um, this, this sense of like bio-individuality that every human is different. They come from, you know, a different tribe. They've had different stressors in their lives. Um, I think is, is incredibly, is incredibly powerful. Um, and that's something that I feel like is really missing from, um, from a lot of the medical, the allopathic kind of Western standard traditional, um, medical care that we get. 
Yeah. And I know, I know we all have that one story where we've been to the doctor and it has been like that cookie cutter approach. And then you try it and you're like, well, why isn't this working? Well, it's not working because A, it's cookie cutter and you need to take the time to figure out your unique, uh, your unique, what do I want to say? Just your uniqueness, you know? No, I, I think it's really, um, I think it's, that's really, really important. Um, and, you know, this kind of tie, bio-individuality kind of ties into trend number one, which is the rise in certified health coaches. And trend number two was kind of like preventable and preventable medicine. And I know that when I work with my clients, um, the first thing that I do is a, um, is a very deep medical history. And so, you know, um, my job as a metabolic health coach or a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner um, is to do two things. One is to um, lower your stressors. And the second thing is to increase your vital reserve. And so, um, you know, I have a kind of an an intake uh, format um, that quantifies each of those two things. So when you first start working with me, I mean, I think I ask, it doesn't take very long because, um, but I ask, you know, um, essentially, um, uh, over 500 questions, um, around the symptoms you're feeling. And I give every single one of my clients a metabolic chaos score, And so metabolic chaos is exactly what it sounds like, right? There's a stress cascade that happens. You feel like crap. You've got disease. You've got symptomology. And my metabolic chaos kind of scorecard um, is broken down into um, your endocrine function, um, your neural tissue health. So, you know, endocrine function is going to be things like, um, uh, is going to be things like, um, you know, do you fatigue um, easily? Do you have uh, fibro- fibrocystic breasts? Do you have help, uh, heart palpitations? You know, it's a category of symptoms that kind of go into this um, this endocrine function score. Um, then there's um, neural tissue health. Do you have anxiety, insomnia, irritability, right? Um, then I look at like musculoskeletal health. I look at carbohydrate metabolism, um, um, icosinoid modulation. I look at detoxification capacity, fat and protein metabolism. So it's these 500 questions that ask about very specific symptoms broken down into categories. And that tells me the score of your metabolic chaos essentially your vital reserve, right? Because I said, I do two things. One is to increase vital reserve. And the second is to decrease, um, decrease stressors. Well then, so then I have a baseline, right? For metabolic chaos, for vital reserve, you know, the higher your, your metabolic chaos scorecard, the lower your vital reserve. And then I do something very similar around adrenal stress causes. So, um, those kind of categories, are, um, you know, do you have mental, emotional stress? Is it environmental stress? Is it lifestyle stress? Is it metabolism stress? And then that's your stress score score, right? So then that's, that's just in, that's just in my medical kind of like onboarding so that I have a very good understanding of like your symptoms, your past diagnosis, what medicines are you taking? What supplements are you taking? Um, and so, 
And then we move on to running clinical labs. So we do, you know, for example, some of the labs that I may run are um, uh, a hair tissue mineral analysis, a stool sample to see what's going on with gut health. Um, I may have, I may run blood chemistry to kind of see what's going on in a number of systems. Um, you know, these are just some of the labs, you know, if you have a history of autoimmune disease, I may run a cyber. Rex array five to see if there's, you know, antibodies popping up with other potential autoimmune diseases. This is how detailed we get because you have to do the right thing at the right time in the right order in order to reverse these symptoms. Um, and you can't be informed about protocols unless you really understand what the heck is going on in all of these systems that are individual systems that kind of ping pong off of one another. Yeah, and it all, like everything is just, you know, so interconnected and it kind of like ties back to uh, with the rise of more health coaches. I know a lot of people want to tackle their health on their own, but I just really want to encourage everybody out there don't be afraid to work with a health coach. Don't be afraid to reach out because like you said, we know the order in which things should happen. You know, like for instance, how many times have you had people just follow the so-called trend on a certain supplement and they're taking all these supplements and whoa, 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 whoa. It's A, not right for you. And now this certain supplement is actually causing more harm than good. Yeah. So if you were just to go to a health coach where they do that very detailed, in-depth health history, then you can get your customized, personalized roadmap for you and things you're going to have a healing that's going to happen quicker than opposed to just like, oh, you know what? I don't really want to invest in myself. I don't want to invest in my health. I'm just going to do it my, myself. I'm telling you, everybody needs support go to somebody that is trained a professional. So I just, you bring, up, you bring up a really good point, Sydney, and I will talk about two things. One is vitamin D supplementation and the other is everybody should be on a probiotic. Okay. Oh yes. So, um, when I run a hair tissue mineral analysis, um, I take a look at, um, essentially, uh, lots of minerals. Um, there's primary, secondary, and tertiary minerals. Primary minerals are calcium, magnesium, sodium, and potassium. And calcium is one of the most problematic minerals when it doesn't stay where it's supposed to, which is supposed to stay in the teeth and the bones. And it, what ends up happening though, is if you've had pro like acute prolonged stress trauma, where cortisol has been pumping off the charts, you know, for a very long time. Um, then oftentimes my clients will get something called a calcium shell, which is the calcification of the cells. And this is your body's natural defense mechanism. 
um, to cortisol because cortisol is a catabolic hormone. It breaks you down at a cellular level over the long term. We're not supposed to have long term crazy acute stress, right? So cortisol's fine, right? The uh, in small doses. If we're trying to, you know, hundred years ago, run away from a saber toothed tiger, but now everything is considered a, a saber toothed tiger. Your body can't differentiate between reading a nasty tweet or getting a late night email from your boss, right? And so what ends up happening is that I see this calcium shell um, in many of my clients that have had a lot of stress in their lives. And that calcium shell is protecting themselves, is protecting themselves from, 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 from cortisol. But what, what, so what ends up happening though, is vitamin D essentially increases your calcium absorption. And if you have a calcium shell, like you don't need any more vitamin D. <clears throat> and so this general, you know, um, advice that everybody needs to be taking five to 10,000 IUs of vitamin D a day, like that is not good for some, you know, for some people, your body has this like innate um, mechanism to protect itself. Right. Or everybody needs to be on a probiotic. And I would say, well, what kind of a probiotic are you on? Because there are certain probiotics that um, make things work worse if you have high histamine levels that's in the gut, right? So I always check histamine levels before I decide which probiotic is going to be right for, you know, all of my different clients. And so, you know, this is the, you know, the, you brought up a, a perfect example around, you know, what's, what's good for the goose isn't necessarily good for the gander. We need to take a look at things, you know, from a, a bio-individual perspective. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so glad you, you brought up the point with vitamin D because I always hear people, um, vitamin D, vitamin D, you know, I just took my kids to their pediatrician and, you know, my daughter's lab work came back and what did he say? Oh, she needs more vitamin D, vitamin D. And, you know, I'm just so glad that I'm educated myself where I know that vitamin D is not always the answer. Correct. And whatever supplement, you know, at the time, right. Is, is not at the answer. And I always say you can't out supplement a, like a bad lifestyle. You can't outrun a, you know, bad diet. And so, you know, smart supplementation is one of the six tools that I use, right. When I look at what are the, what are the systems that I'm creating, um, those systems are the, you know, my identity work, delicious food, rest, energy, stress reduction, and smart supplementation. The smart supplementation is, I would say, you know, can improve, in, increase the speed at which you recover, but it can't be the only thing that you're working on. And you're going to get way more bang for your buck with the, you know, with the other, you know, the, the food, the rest, the energy, and the, the, the stress reduction. So, so yeah, um, you know, bio-individuality is a thing and, um, and it's more important as you get a little bit older. Um, you know, I think that many of us can relate to maybe being in high school or being in college. And let's say we put on like the freshman 15, all we need to do is really think about losing weight. And all of a sudden we lose like 20, 30 pounds, but now all of a sudden we're in our thirties, we're in our forties, we're in our fifties. And, 
there has been significantly more biography, right, that has impacted our biology. And so things aren't as easy as they used, as they used to be. Um, and that's where things like bioindividuality really come into play because, I mean, I want to like murder fitness coaches when they say, oh, you know, eat less, move more. And it's like, you literally have no idea what's going on in the body right now. There's all of these other inputs that you're not accounting for. Um, and that's why bioindividuality is like so, so, so important. Yeah. And, you know, I, I also just want to like add to that where I really encourage everybody just to start to take more responsibility for your health and start to just kind of like learn a little bit of, and I'm not saying you have to go deep. I'm just saying like the basic, basic basics of how your body functions. Yeah. I mean, just with the basics of knowing how the body functions, you know, that could help cut out a lot of the issues. You know, it's like when we've got knowledge, that knowledge is power. And then we can use that power and apply it to our lives so we can prevent these different diseases. Yeah, for sure. And you know, it has to also be convenient, which kind of like leads me to um, my my fourth and final trend, which is um, just a really big increase in telehealth. Um, so, you know, I mentioned earlier in, in our chat that humans are hardwired to do two things. One is to seek pleasure and then the other is to avoid pain. And this is what has allowed us to survive as, um, as the human race for, you know, hundreds of thousands, millions of years is that we are seeking pleasure, things that make us feel good, and then we're avoiding pain. And, um, I think COVID really kind of like probably made this happen a lot more quickly. Um, but, um, you know, the ability to hop on a zoom call to have a, you know, um, you know, I, I work with clients all over the world. I have a client in Japan. I have a client in the UK. I have clients all over the U S. Um, I probably have more clients outside of, um, Austin than I do in Austin, which is, which is pretty funny. Um, and so I think things need to be, you know, things need to be easy. Um, and, um, so I think that's also kind of my, my fourth and, and, and final trend, which is, oh, like telehealth apps, you're seeing this a lot in, um, in like mental health, where you have like a therapist that you're chatting with, um, versus, you know, getting up, showering, getting in your car and, you know, and driving in Austin traffic 30 minutes to get to your doctor's office or your therapist's office, sitting there for, you know, an hour because they're notoriously late. And, you know, so all of a sudden, like half of your, half of your day is gone. And we could have just like, I don't know, put on a nice top with our pajama pants on the bottom and like had, which is literally what I'm doing right now. Like, don't make me stand up. But it's like, you know, it's it's a lot easier to just like hop on. Um, and when things are easy, when they're in flow, people are more likely to to continue with them, right? Yeah, and to be compliant as well. So, you know, before um, I was doing like a little research and I just for fun, I just typed into Google the top health trends for 2023 and I just want to share them. So the first one was exercise snacks. And I guess what that means is taking 
uh, 15 minutes and doing like little mini exercises and do that two times a day. So you have a total of 30 minutes. And then number two was working with a health coach. Oh, okay, good. Yes. And then number three was healthy boundaries in your relationships. Oh, girl. Yes. I'm on board with that. And then the fourth one was to focus on lifestyle and not rules or the scale. I love all of those things. And there's a, um, a great app. It's called seven minute workouts and it might even be free. If not, it's like $3 or something like that to buy it. Um, but I rare, I am not rarely, I never prescribe exercise. That's like run 30 miles, you know, like they're always something between a workout that's between 15 and 30 minutes. So I'm on board with all of those. We probably could have had just as an amazing of a conversation around those four health trends than the ones, you know, than the ones that I picked. So I think they were all great. And I just have one final question for you. And what would you tell somebody? What's one thing you would tell somebody that they could do for their health? Um, I think the most important thing, and this is where I, all of my private clients start is, um, eat a uh, high protein, um, protein and fat, low carb breakfast within, um, I would say 30 to 45, maybe 60 minutes of waking up. Um, I think it's one of the most, um, important things that you can do. It literally, um, sets you up for the day. Um, I do not believe in intermittent fasting for many types of people, which that's also a trend that's happened over the last few years. Um, especially if you're a woman, especially if you're experiencing any sort of metabolic chaos, um, intermittent fasting isn't for you. Um, And so really, you know, you know, having a system around, um, eating something, you know, not first thing in the morning, um, you know, it's not like you're waking up and, you know, eating, eating something, but, um, but within, you know, 35, 40, 45 minutes, maybe an hour, 30 minutes to an hour of waking up where your melatonin has started to come is kind of come down. Your cortisol is higher in the morning and like your, your kind of all systems are, are a go. So that's the first thing that I do with my clients. Um, and I have kind of a tailored, a tailored breakfast, you know, that I, that I, that I, um, that I ask my, my clients to, to eat and it takes them 15 minutes for the entire week to make breakfast for the entire week. So it's fast, it's delicious, it's healthy. Um, it helps manage your hormones. It, um, lowers your blood sugar. Um, you know, it does all of these like really yummy things and it only takes 15 minutes. It's like a no brainer. Right. And a lot of my clients, clients are like, man, I just lost like five pounds in a week, you know? And all I did was this like tiny little change. That's exactly how it should be. We want to find, you know, flow in our, um, in these like little, little changes that we're, we're making, whether that's an exercise snack or, you know, your breakfast first thing in the morning. So Maya, where can people find you? If they, if somebody, resonated with you and they're like, Hey, you know what? I would like to work with you. 
Yeah. Well, so you can always reach out to me. Um, uh, my email is Maya at MayaMiller.com. But if you want to set up a time to actually talk to me, I like to be really accessible. I don't gatekeep. I'm not going to be like, oh, you know, uh, <laughs> talk to my, you know, talk to my, you know, my assistant or my people or anything like that. Um, you can go to IOP nextlevel.com um, and it tells you a little bit about how I work with my clients um, and if it if that resonates with you you fill out just a short little form that tells me a little bit of like what's going on with you ahead of time and then it'll just have you um, find some time on my calendar that I'm you know that I'm available so um so I, I, I'm super easy to get a hold of you know but carrier, what is it? Messenger pigeon, smoke signal, email, all of it. I'm into all of it. I just want to say thank you. Just thank you for the work that you do. You know, oh, thank you just for sharing, you know, your gifts with the world, because I think that is so needed, especially in this day and time. You know, you're just sharing everything that you have to help somebody in their life. And I just, I just think that's just such a beautiful thing. Oh, well, I, I appreciate that. I firmly believe that we teach what we need to learn. And um, I think one of the things that makes me like an awesome person to work with is that I've experienced a lot of these things myself. Um, I can really relate. You know, I think that there's like some folks that, you know, health and wellness has just never been an issue for them. It's never been, you know, and they just can't relate. Um, and sometimes it's frustrating working with folks like that because they're like, oh, just like eat less, move more. It's totally easy. Right. And so, um, so, you know, I try to, I try to, uh, I was my first client and now, you know, it turns out like, I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty good at this and now I'm helping other people. And so, um, it feels really good to have that kind of purpose. And, um, I'm always grateful for these kinds of opportunities to connect with like-minded people like yourself. I know that you do amazing work as well. So thank you for the opportunity. Oh, you're quite welcome. And I'm going to put all of Maya's contact information, all of her links in the show notes. So be sure to check that out and stay well. Wait, don't go just yet. If you like today's episode, please leave a review. This way, the message of health and wellness can get shared with others. If you ever want to hang out, you can find me on Instagram at Balance Health Now. Until next time, stay well.